the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and listening in. Thank you also again for recommending the show to your friends and really taking advantage of all the things that we have for you on the website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. Lots of different things. We have study guides. We also have little mini books for you. And I want you to really just take advantage of all that we have. And thank you again for telling your friends and family about the show. I really do appreciate that. So today I wanted to talk about appropriate competition. And I'm sure that you are seeing and hearing and feeling how competitive our world is becoming. There's always been competition, but it hasn't necessarily been to the degree that we have right now, where people are just competing with each other in, in everything that they do. Instead of it being like, here's the event, here's where the competition's going to occur, and then it ends. For us right now, it's just, this is the new language that we seem to be speaking. So I want you to think about, what does appropriate competition really mean? Well, basically, it encourages all contenders to do the very best that they can, not looking to the right or left, which is the goal, And even giving a, hey, thank you, or how are you doing? See, excuse me, recognizing that people have different levels of competitiveness. Typically, if if the event is focused on competition, then the only goal is winning. Now, I want you to think about that again. If the event is focused on competition, the only goal then is winning. So are you competing with others while you're competing with yourself, or are you just competing with others? This typically means the competition is all about you and your self-worth and whether you feel good about yourself. 
See, is your need to win so important that you will become overly aggressive, maybe even cheating, all in the name of winning? So what does winning mean to you? How important is it to you? Do you have a clear understanding of what you're attempting to achieve? So what is the takeaway from the competition? Think about that. What is the, your clear understanding of what you're attempting to achieve? Is it just simply to be better than somebody else? Or is it for the love of the game? Do you like what you're competing about? Is it a friendly competition? See, what's the takeaway from the competition? So inappropriate competition ruins relationships. Instead of being able to rejoice with each other's accomplishments, you usually end up feeling in a one-down position, maybe feeling like you need to tear down the other person. And if so, you will then be focused more on yourself and you will usher in one of the worst qualities known to humans, that being jealousy. See, when you entertain jealousy, you disrespect yourself and all others. You must remind yourself that no one can succeed like you and no one can fail like you. We are all unique individuals. So there are certainly similarities, but what you want to consider is that your success or your failure is still unique to you. So healthy competition, if we look at this on the other hand, actually helps us to strive to better ourselves. It gives us a target to work toward. It helps us to maybe exert our strengths. It helps us to recognize our weaknesses. It lets us celebrate how God has made others, and it helps us to recognize that we are all of great value, that competition is simply a human creation. So for your own sake and the sake of others and relationships, please commit yourself to compare and contrast things to yourself and not others. And so I want you to be competing only with your past self. I want you to be competing with yourself. If you win because of using enhancements, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not an honest win. It's shallow. So it will, it will cause you to feel less confident, not better. And you'll have to hide. How are you one and you won't be able to truly embrace your win? I'm not against enhancements as long as they are helping us work harder. But if they're letting us or supporting us in thinking that we are better than we are, that's not helping us. So this causes us to hope that nobody finds us out. It means we can never live up to that win unless we use enhancements again or if we lie. So being the best version of you, I want you to stop competing with everybody around you and enjoy your wins and celebrate them when they win. So God did not consult us when he created us. I've said this so many times because it's so helpful for me to, to really recognize that, hey, you know, I am what I am, but I was not consulted. And so I still need to be the best version of me. 
So because God didn't consult me, I have to trust that he knows what he's doing. See, he's very happy with how he made us. He wants us to be as happy as well. So what is appropriate competition? Well, this is from an article, and this is Healthy versus Unhealthy Competition in Santa Monica, and it's in 2019. So I want you to think about this. As humans, we are innately competitive. It is part of the human condition. And it is this desire to come out on top which drives us to succeed, propelling us to push beyond our perceived barriers. However, competition needs to be carefully monitored. If left unchecked, it will leave us constantly feeling unfulfilled and inadequate. It can also make us extremely unpopular because what's going to happen is we bring a weird energy to the interaction. It's this, it's this pushing and poking. It's striving. There's nothing relaxing about the interaction. And so the difference between healthy and unhealthy competition comes down to your attitude. Is it friendly or threatening? See, when we think about this, one of the things that we discover is the difference between friendly and threatening competition. And we find out how to put the power of healthy competition to use in and out of the ring. So you can see when people are, are you know, jousting and, and poking and having healthy competition. It's funny. It's, it's energizing. But once it turns kind of dark where someone takes it really seriously, then it's no fun anymore. So I want us to be very careful about competing in our life when it's not even a contest. I want you to really think about this. Living is not a contest. Thriving is not a contest. Being the best version of you is not a contest. So comparing and contrasting yourselves to others, you will always feel bad. And this doesn't help us be the best version of who we are. So what is healthy competition? Well, if we look at it in sports, what we find is the epitome of team spirit and it's being a contributing member of a tribe. So it's truly being in a team. So when we have people competing together, they're either on the same team or they're their own team. What we see is that we are a contributing member to the success. So someone who partakes in healthy competition wants to succeed, but also derives joy from seeing others succeed. See, this is a healthy person because you've been around people that are not healthy when it comes to competition, and you know what happens if they lose. They are unbearable to be around. They start picking out the person that won. They start saying things aren't fair. They might want to contest the judges. I mean, it just gets really ugly. And so what we want to think about is the competitive spirit stems from a growth mindset. And it is used in a positive way to help their team and themselves reach their goals. So when we have this growth mindset that we just want to be better than what we were, 
then we're also wanting to help each other be better than what they were. So healthy competition has a role both in the studio and in life outside the ring. So sales reps might engage in healthy competition to boost their monthly sales by playing off each other's energy. This approach to getting things done ends up benefiting all the team members and the business overall, not just the individual on the team. So think about the groups that you are in, either at work, home, church, business, whatever that might be. You want to think about how much is my competition healthy and how much is it selfish? So am I striving to get that good feeling and I don't care how everybody else feels? I just need to have that good feeling? Or am I actually saying to myself, hey, I'm going to do the best I can. Maybe I'll win, maybe I won't. But we're not at the Olympics. And so we want to think about how we're interacting with the people that are in our group or our, you know, our, the, the, the system that we're in so that we can make sure that we're not harming our relationships because we're trying to be the best we can. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me this time. And I really appreciate all that you say on social media and letting your friends know about the show and all the things that we have on the website for you. And I want you to take advantage of the website. We have study guides. We have many books for you. We have all different kinds of things that help you to truly be the best version of you. So we are talking today about appropriate competition. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not very competitive. <laughs> now, I can be competitive maybe in the ring of ideas. And I can be maybe competitive when it comes to, I don't know, like uh, constructs, like the way that I believe things work and how they should be for humans. But, you know, when it comes to physical competition or even competing in a group, I'm always going to let somebody win. I just, I don't know. It's just not in me. Now, I, I was an athlete, and I still am, but I really wasn't that driven to win. And so I want you to think about, hey, we have appropriate competition, we have people that are too competitive, and we have people that won't compete. And so I have to take responsibility for the fact that if I'm on a team and I don't want to compete, I'm going to harm the team, right? So I also have to take responsibility for the fact if I'm on a team that I'm too competitive, that I'm wanting to win so badly, I'll let everybody else be thrown under the bus. Or I'll take advantage of people, or use people, or threaten people. So we want to consider that in the game of life, what am I really competing with? So I want you to recognize that appropriate competition is simply with yourself. I want you to compete with yourself. And I want you to recognize the wins and the losses that you have and learn from them both so that you have an energy that you bring to your world and that you are then able to change the world in your way. And you are able to offer only what you have that nobody else has to this world. So when we think about appropriate competition, 
what we understand is that it's being a contributing member of a tribe, of a group, of an organization. And so someone who partakes in healthy competition absolutely wants to succeed, but doesn't live for the win. They actually want the group to succeed as well. And so the competitive spirit stems from a growth mindset. And it's, if it's used in a, pro, in a positive way, then it actually helps the team or the group or the system that you are in. So healthy competition has a role both in the studio and in life outside the ring. <clears throat> Excuse me. So sales reps might encourage healthy competition to boost, you know, monthly sales. Might, they, might, they might do some add-ons. And so it helps to get things done and it benefits the team members because it generates a great energy. But it can't be competitive to the point that we're malevolent, we're mean, we're greedy, we're harmful, we're rejecting. See, these things we can't do to other people or to ourselves. So athletes, you know, on the same team, they engage in healthy competition, driving each other to push harder in their drills and being a source of motivation for one another and racing to see who can sprint faster, shoot more hoops, do more push-ups, whatever it may be. But unhealthy competition is when it blinds us to the improvements that we are making. So if I'm competing with me and I won't, you know, champion myself when I have a win, even if it's a really small one, if I can't be a cheerleader to myself, then I'm going to be really negatively competitive with other people. I'm going to want to pull them down. And so what we want to think about is instead of appreciating the fact that maybe we're a little stronger, faster, fitter, whatever, we might beat ourselves up because we're not as strong or fast or fit. And this is where we have to say to ourselves, it's fine if I want to be competitive, but I have to know where the line is. Am I truly competing with myself? And if I am, am I beating myself up in the process? Am I mad at myself because then I compare to somebody else? And if you were ever a swimmer or know about anyone that swims, I, I was a swimmer when I was younger, the main thing the coach always said is you're not to look to the other lanes. If you look in the other lane, you'll lose. And I have lost a race because of it. And so what happens is if we're obsessed with the idea of winning, this is another sign of unhealthy competition. Because how long does the win last, right? Someone's always going to be better. Someone will always be faster. Someone will always be stronger. So we all go to a competition, obviously, with the intent of coming out, you know, out of it victorious. But training and athletes aren't all black and white. There's more to it than just winning and losing. See, those who engage in unhealthy competition oftentimes engage in unfair practices to keep from losing. I'm sure you've seen this. I'm sure you've heard of it. And so this could range from purposely seeking out competitors who are not up to your skill level or to e even cheating during the competition, right? So when winning becomes the only source of satisfaction, you know you have a problem. 
If you're always competing, if you're always checking the scores, if you're always keeping track, then you have to say to yourself, why am I doing this? What's going on with me and my self-worth or my self-esteem? How is it that I am seeing myself as less than so I have to prove to the world that I'm greater and better than everyone? And even when you do, it will never feel good. It might feel good for a moment, but you'll always have to do it again and again and again because you'll be chasing the feeling. So I want people to compete with themselves. Now, that doesn't mean that on teams that we are absolutely competing together against another team, but just in the, in the game of life, I want you to think about who am I competing with? There's no scoreboard, you know, there, there's no like, I'm not in the newspapers. People aren't writing me up or something and telling about how great my whatever I did this week was. I want you to think about competing with yourself and not in a one down or one up position. But saying, I'm going to enjoy every win I have, even if it means that I didn't eat the last piece of chocolate cake. I actually let it sit there. That's a big win. And see, that's when I'm competing with myself. When I'm wanting to be better than who I was yesterday. But I'm not trying to exceed capacity. Okay? This is what we have to really, really promise ourselves. Is that first and foremost, I have to accept my gifts, my talents, my strengths, my weaknesses... And make sure that I really am only competing with myself so that I can be better than I was yesterday. But that I'm not trying to use all kinds of enhancements to make sure that I feel good about me. Now, I'm not against trying to look the best that you can and be the best and all of that. But what you want to think about is if there's a level of hatred, if there's a level of rejection inside of you, and that's why you're using so many enhancements... We probably need to talk about it. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about appropriate competition. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad that you joined me today. If you're just tuning in, I want to make sure that you go to your favorite podcast server, and you can listen to this show in its entirety. So I'm really talking today about appropriate competition, and I have to first tell you I'm not a super competitive person. I really am not. I like it when people win, and I would rather them win than me, especially if it's super important to them. So I'm not one of those people that you want around if you're trying to figure out how good you are at something, because I probably will let you win. (laughs) So appropriate competition has a lot to do with how God has made us. And we are all competitive in, you know, one degree or another. For me, my competition, the way that I would be most competitive is probably in the the world of ideas, okay? I'm going to want to verbally debate and fight about all kinds of things that I think are true 
and real and need to be observed. And I have people that compete with me on that. And, and it, work, it works well. Now, I'm never going to actually want to win it. I just like the competition about the world of ideas. So if you're one that likes to physically compete, I love that too. But what does that mean? See, you want to think about, am I appropriate in my competition or am I inappropriate? Because competition can ruin relationships and it can ruin self-worth and self-esteem if we don't do it right. And so healthy competition really helps us strive to better ourselves and gives us a target to work toward and it helps us accept our strengths and our weaknesses and lets us celebrate how God has made us, how he's made other people, and it helps us to recognize that we are all of great value, that competition is simply a human creation. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they don't compete with one another. Satan competed with God. He lost, right? So for your own sake and the sake of others and and your relationships, I want you to commit yourself to the comparing and contrasting yourself to yourself and competing only with your past self and not with others around you. See, if you win because of using things like we talked about in the last segment, enhancements, It's really not an honest win, and it's going to feel shallow, and you're going to hope that nobody finds out. So I want you to ask yourself, what would appropriate competition look like? As humans, we are innately competitive, and we want to come out on top, and it drives us to succeed. Now, some people are more intense than others about this. So if it's left unchecked, it can really leave us constantly feeling unfulfilled and inadequate. And we will be constantly comparing and contrasting ourselves to others, even if it's way back in history or whatever just happened yesterday. And this is where it keeps us stuck, because instead of it causing us to be the best version of ourselves, we end up like the swimmer who's not supposed to look to the right or left. We look to the right and the left, and we compare ourselves to it, and we stunt our growth. So what we want to consider is what would be healthy competition? Well, haven't you done this with your friends? Like you all decide to go on a group diet or something to see how much weight you can lose. Or you talk about, hey, how we're going to like save some money. So we're going to compete on who, who buys the, the lesser amount of things and comes out with more money at the end. Any of these types of competition are great because they help us be a better version of ourselves. We're not necessarily competing against someone. So think about this idea that when we engage in healthy competition, it often pushes us to be better and faster and more adroit and also more confident. But we want to be careful about looking to the right and the left and thinking that we are one up someone or one down from someone. See, competition, if it's unhealthy, can blind us to improvements that maybe we made or that someone else made. I mean, maybe we don't want to give them those kudos because we're jealous that they made those kinds of changes. And so being obsessed with the idea of winning, this is a sign of unhealthy competition. And of course, we all go into competition with the intent of 
winning. But you have to think about the fact that there's more to it than just winning and losing. See, those who engage in unhealthy competition often engage in unfair practices in their life. And this can range from seeking out competitors who are not up to your skill level, and it can be cheating during a competition. And so when winning becomes the only satisfaction, you you know you have a problem. If you are so driven to win that you don't mind pounding someone into the ground, we've got a problem. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about appropriate competition. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. You are listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. I so appreciate you tuning in, sending them to your friends, and and really letting me know that these are impacting your life and that you are better because of it, because that's the whole point of these shows. And I really appreciate your feedback and that you tell your friends about it as well. So we are talking today about appropriate competition. And I will tell you right off the bat, I'm not super competitive. I really have a tendency to let people win because it's just not that important to me. However, I can be extremely competitive with myself, which means that I'm maybe not as gracious as I should be with myself. So I want you to think about what does competition mean to you and how do you see it showing up in your life? Are you competing with yourself? Are you competing with someone on television or some athlete that you watch play baseball or football? Are you, are you competing with people like that? Are you comparing yourself to the, your neighbor or the, your coworker and feeling like you're in a one-down position? So I want you to consider this comparing and contrasting. If we do it well, it sometimes can help. It really can. It can maybe energize us a little bit. But typically, the comparing and contrasting is never done right. It's never done well. We always end up feeling in a one-down position. Or if we're in a one-up position, you know, we pounded someone to the ground, then we're, we're maybe gloating about ourselves. Maybe we're even thinking that, hey, I won. I, I, wow, look at me. And then you come to find that there's someone better than you. And so this is what we want to think about when it comes to competition, So what is healthy competition in your life? Well, first of all, I want you to focus on the journey and not the destination. So I want you to think about, I want that win to be what we would call a, quote, righteous win, right? I want to do it well. I want to feel good about the win. And so I'm going to focus more on how I'm managing myself than how I am comparing and contrasting myself to others. So I'm going to be realistic with myself. So I want you to understand that the best way to practice competition is simply to compete with yourself. You are your greatest competition. So the key to success whether it's in the ring or outside of it, is to maintain a healthy competition with yourself. And this will encourage you 
to continually improve and reach your goals, and that you will then be better at focusing on the progress and not on perfection. And remember, I have talked in in many shows about this idea of striving for perfection, which is actually absurd and quite arrogant. Because first and foremost, we don't really know what perfect is. We just simply know what perfect is not. We've never really seen perfect. God is perfect. And so we want to change that word from perfect and perfection. We want to change it to maybe the word that says, hey, wow, I'm putting my all into this. And so this is the best work that I've done. I think I can do better, but I'm not sure. This is the best work that I have done. And comparing and contrasting yourself to yourself so that you are becoming the best version of you. And so this encourages you to continually improve and reach your goals. And so you focus on progress, not on perfection. And remember, we have never seen perfection. We've seen things that, wow, just wow us, like a sunset or a baby that's, you know, just been born, or maybe someone that that is a, a great instrumentalist and the way that they play the piano or the organ or the guitar or whatever it is just exceeds anything we've ever experienced. And so, wow, we can get closer and closer sometimes to what may seem perfect as a human, but the only one that is perfect is God. He sees all things. He knows how far away from perfection we are, how close we are, how much in the middle we are. And he is not determining our worth and value by our level of perfection. We are valuable to him because we are humans. So this is what you want to think about. When you channel your own competitiveness, it means that maybe having a competitive spirit can be a constant form of motivation to succeed. However, needs to be balanced by positive practices. Rather than valuing yourself in comparison to another person or focus on how your performance has improved and how it highlights what you need to work on next, instead of taking a loss personally, I want you to view it objectively. I want you to allow it to teach you so that you can come back better than before with the intent of winning. Not to defeat the other person, but to improve yourself. So how do we know it's healthy competition? Well, first and foremost, it brings out the best in me. It means I can rejoice in another's win. It means I can reconcile myself to accepting that there probably always will be someone better than me. And in some, you know, in some way, manner, shape or form. And I must accept this. What's going on inside of me, if I cannot just quote, be in awe of another's ability. I need to be able to be happy for them. Think about people as if they are what we would say a work of art, right? So remember, compete with yourself. This is the most important fact that you must integrate, understand, and believe in, especially in light of what people are willing to believe in today's world. See, no one can create a unique individual but we can change their uniqueness to a certain degree. This means you have a body, a person already created, and that they can change something into something else. 
So we might be creative, but we cannot create something out of nothing. Only God can do that. So please embrace your uniqueness and enjoy it and stop comparing and contrasting yourself with others. See, I'm the only one that can succeed in my way and I'm the only one that can mess up in my own way. I cannot be replicated. So I'm all for, you know, competition because I think that it really helps people to strive and and make better, you know, wow, we can achieve things that we never thought we could achieve. But when we start comparing and contrasting ourselves to other people, as if I'm in a one down and you're, you're in a one up position to me, and then I find out that, wow, I'm actually in a one-up position to somebody else. So now I feel better because I'm better than them, even though this other person is better than me. It's a lot of wasted energy. And if you remember, I've done a show on this idea of fingerprints and that your fingerprints are unique. That means that no one else in the world has the exact same set of ridges and lines that you have on your own fingers. Not even identical twins have the same fingerprints. These fingerprints, called latent fingerprints, usually can't be seen by the naked eye. So how do we know that fingerprints are unique? Well, the skin on the palmar surface of the hands and feet form ridges. This is so-called papillary ridges. And it happens in patterns that are unique to each individual and which do not change over time. See, even identical twins don't share identical fingerprints. So why? How is that? Why the fingerprint is unique? Well, as the fetus moves, their fingers can rub up against the side of the womb. These are tiny forces that push the skin as it grows. Together, they mold the direction of the growing ridges. The result is a unique fingerprint, unlike anyone else's. So when you think about it's how these, when we were a little baby in our mother's womb, we would push against the uterine wall, and that would make ridges on our fingerprints. So this is why it's so important for you to embrace the fact that I want you to compete with yourself. Now, we all know you look to the right or left, you're going to lose the game. Comparing and contrasting will only either elevate your ego because, wow, I'm prettier than them or smarter than them or have more money than them, or it's going to deflate your ego because you feel in a one-down position. So I want you to compare and contrast yourself to yourself. Am I better than I was yesterday? If I had a mistake today, did I handle it better than I would have in the past? If I needed to apologize, did I do it sooner than I would have in the past? See, I can feel good about these things. What if if I'm someone that likes to speed? Well, I'm kind of one of those people. So one of the ways that I can compete with myself is I make sure that when I'm driving, that I'm not doing what is necessarily comfortable or fun for me. I'm actually driving the speed limit because that's what is safe for the rest of the world. And I don't compete with other drivers. And so how about the comparing and contrasting with our friends or our family or our work, work, the people that we work with and saying, well, I look better than them today. Or, hey, she's gained a little weight. 
I don't feel so bad because I'm thinner than her. Or, wow, I made this great show at the, you know, at the board meeting, and now I'm the hero. And so I'm gloating over all of my other contemporaries. Well, this is what we want to think about. We want to say to ourselves, what's appropriate competition? First and foremost, I need to compete with myself and only with myself. Am I better than I was yesterday? Did I handle the situation today better than I would have in the past? Did I make a better decision today? Did I say no to something that I usually want to say yes to? Did I actually ask for forgiveness from that person that I know I harmed? These are things that you want to be really understanding how you're taking care of you and how you are appropriately competing with the world around you. So make sure that you can rejoice in someone's victory. Make sure that you can rejoice in your own victory. And so that you are appropriately competing in the world that you live in. See, we have this tendency, you know, to, to superimpose things on people. Like we'll see someone that, wow, they're so beautiful. We have no idea what's going on in their life. We have no idea how much money they spent to get there. We have no idea the pressure that they may be living in because of what they've done. And this is where we want to say to ourselves, I don't know the backstory. So I better not make up a story about this person if I don't even know what's in the backstory. So make sure that you are saying to yourself, I'm going to create appropriate goals and dreams for myself. And I'm going to let those things energize me in terms of the person that I want to be. And if it's better than the other or worse than the other, it really doesn't make any difference. I'm only competing with myself. I'm only comparing myself to yesterday. Am I better than I was yesterday? Am I better than I was in the last moment? What are the small wins that I've had? Like for me, a small win, well, it might be a big win, but, you know, it's really driving the speed limit. I have to tell you, I have a hard time. I really do. I like driving fast, and I really hold myself accountable to that because that's the law. I may not agree with it, but that's the law. That's how I compete with me. So thank you so much for joining me today and listening and sharing this with your friends. And make sure that you really set up appropriate competition with yourself and understand what it is with others. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website 
at CynthiaHyde.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.